0: Welcome to Cups and Cakes Presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded on July 23rd, 2017. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello everybody. I'm Marvin Greensboro and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. Winnipeg punk duo Mabina Galore have a big sound for a two-piece. Singer-guitarist Jenna Priestner delivers lyrics with a raw guttural rasp while hammering on the guitar and Marcia Hansen drives the beat forward with a fast-paced punk-rocking drumming. Their sophomore album, Feeling Disconnected, was released in February to great reviews. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show Mabina Galore. Why don't we start off with uh, your names and what you play in the band.
1: My name is Jenna. I play guitar
2: and sing. My name is Marcia and I play drums.
0: Well, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. The new album sounds rawer than previous. Was this an intentional change? And what was the thought behind this move?
1: Yeah, it was. We When we recorded Cities Away, we did... Uh, there's like tons of guitar tracks. There's bass. Um, yeah, there's just a ton of instruments, and uh, the production value was a little bit higher. And for feeling disconnected, we had a lot of people coming to us and saying that they liked the album, but they loved us live. So we wanted to do something that was just a little bit more stripped down, a little more true to our live sound. And so when we went we went back to John Paul Peters, who did both records, and he was totally on board to to just strip it down, just guitars and drums, and we're both pretty stoked about how it turned out.
0: Well, the album called Feeling Disconnected, which is sort of a theme that runs throughout. What's the disconnection that you're referring to?
2: Uh, when it came time to name the album, I think that we we didn't even realize that we had this common theme through all the songs. And then we kind of like sat back and like listened to it all when it was all recorded and in order. And we thought like, wow, there there is a very common theme here and it's... The fact that we kind of wrote it over the past couple years that where we're constantly touring and that's what we love to do but when you're on tour you miss the comforts of home and your family and your friends and the little things like sleeping in your own bed but when you're at home you're just like you have itchy feet to just get back on the road and if that's if that's what you love to do if you're a musician who loves to tour then there's just like nothing quite like waking up and getting in the van and driving to the next city and, and playing that night so it's just like you're always feeling like like a part of you is somewhere else so that's where that came from
0: well on the touring note earlier this year you landed a great gig touring with against me how yeah. did that come together that was
1: a dream come true and it, it came together through our label in germany called gunner records and gunnar who runs a label drove one of the first against me tours over in europe and he's just remained friends with laura and james over the years and so he'd bring it up every t- we've been to europe four times now and the pre- all the previous times the schooner's like oh i want to get you touring with against me and we're like okay i like, believe it when it happens kind of thing and then uh, three years later after a few tours we've done i get an email from him and he's like yeah they want you to open up on their uh their album release tour in Europe and the UK in
2: December and we're like holy shit we're like it "Uh." was crazy Jenna was in Edmonton at the time that she got the email and I was at home in Winnipeg and I was hungover and like driving to uh, like deciding what my snack was going to be like I had just (laughs) woken up and I was like I need tacos but where am I going to get them it's going to be Taco Bell it's going to be taco time how far (laughs) do I want to drive is it worth the tater tots like what am I going to do so I'm driving and then Jenna calls me and she's like hey where are you I was like here's the thing. I need your opinion. Taco time, Taco Bell. What would you do? I'm like, you know, 12 beers last night or whatever, just to put you in my shoes. She's like, it doesn't matter. Pull over so we can talk. (laughs) We're going on tour with against me. And I was like, it was just like the coolest phone call ever. And it ruined me for all further phone calls from Jenna, because now every time I see her, she's calling, I'm like, Oh my God, who are we going to tour with now? (laughs) But that was it. (laughs) so far that was so far that was the only
1: one I haven't called I don't think I've called you since no I don't think so I don't know if I've called anyone since we're always together
2: yeah
0: I'm interested did you go did you go with Taco Bell or Taco (laughs) Time
2: you know what it's the the rest of the day is really a blur oh you know I didn't get either I went to my sister's and we had beers (laughs) it's the celebration i think i skipped eating altogether celebrated ever since i've been celebrating every day
0: ever since well back back to against me how was it uh being your first experience touring with a a rather big band
2: it was incredible it was nerve-wracking at first obviously actually it was nerve-wracking the entire time (laughs) uh i still like that was months ago that we've been back from that tour and I still get pangs of like oh my god what did I say oh I shouldn't have like done that or I shouldn't have said that or like oh I should have left them alone why are my high fives so heavy like just lay off a little bit um, I was a little more calm about as this as you are this situation, in situation yeah
1: but it was I, I almost feel like we peaked like it, it was too <laughs> too good Forget to it. be true to yeah. tour with a band like that and then all like everyone in the band and the crew just the raddest people that i don't know how how any other band really could could be as positive and supportive of yeah. just some random band they'd never heard of until gunner had you know sent a record their way so i
2: we just we just hope that something that good can come along. But I mean, I don't know how it will. Yeah, they really were so sweet and just made us feel so comfortable. Adam Willard was like tuning my drums on like day three. Just so like generous. And and we're still friends with um, the girl who's doing merch for them. We just met up with her in Montreal. And so I feel like we have like lasting well (laughs) one lasting relationship and it's with the merch girl natalie but
3: (laughs) yeah we are all
2: amazing yeah
0: (laughs) sticking with touring you guys are a couple of touring machines can you offer any tips to young aspiring bands out there how do you keep touring a positive experience and keep going
1: well i was just gonna say you have to stay positive and i guess everyone has a different way of of doing that and for us we kind of treat it you know, we're working, but at the same time, you get to visit a bunch of places that you'd probably never go to otherwise. And just, yeah, just stay, try and stay like a little bit healthy because I know road life can be like, for example, we ate McDonald's this morning because it's easy and cheap and stuff. But like, you can't just drink beer and eat McDonald's all day long and expect to be able to tour constantly because you really do have to like keep your health in check and stuff like that. But I don't know, it's just having fun with it and meeting new people and kind of just letting things Come as they come and not I don't know not not just like letting the road bring you down and it's not for everyone like some people can hit the road for a week and be like oh my god I feel like I've been out here for months and if if that's the case it's it might just might not be for you you just kind of have to be prepared to be a, in a bunch of unknown places for long periods of time but we love it so it's it's kind of easy for us I guess
0: well punk can be a typically testosterone driven genre what challenges have you guys faced overcoming this and becoming successful in a male-dominated world?
2: Uh, you know, it depends on what day you ask uh-huh. uh, Sometimes I feel like, like it's like the farthest thing from my mind. We're just doing our thing. We're showing up to our small club shows that we play, and we just like it doesn't cross our minds. And then other times, it it becomes a. L- more apparent like when we were at Punk Rock Bowling it was the coolest it was the coolest we were so excited to play and it ended up being amazing but there were some like pretty misogynistic type punk bands playing and And we definitely, like, got rubbed the wrong way by them, seeing them live for the first time, thinking, like, oh, maybe this is kind of shitty, like, playing the same day as these bands. Like, we don't agree with what they're saying, what they're doing. They're bringing up, you know, blow-up dolls, like, women on stage and, like, mime, like, having sex and, like, punching them and stuff. And it's, like, really offensive. Um, I did Facebook that band and said, please consider changing your live show. And I never heard back. (laughs) No surprise,
1: but... And even for example, last night we were playing uh, with the, uh, some friends of ours from Calgary and and the the singer and uh, guitarist of the band, she was like super stoked on everything, having the best night, and then after their set, somebody came, some guy came up to her and this has happened to me quite a few times and it's like, hey, that was really good but, and then they just interject with all of their information and just think that they can teach you what you're already doing and it's just like, I don't have any patience for that anymore, it may have may have kind of like irked me a little bit more in the past and she was just super upset about it. i'm like don't let what this guy's saying bug you like you guys are a great band you sounded awesome don't let that affect you and i think that's the biggest thing is to not let it affect you is to just keep doing what you're doing and it kind of makes us just want to do that even more and just keep writing music and just being like
2: yeah fuck you guys if you're not into it then just then don't come to our show you know so and i don't know if guys get that too but it is very common for and it's always guys it's never women that come up to us saying hey i think you should think about doing this it's only guys that come up and they're like you know what you really should you should you should you should do all these other things and it's like it makes us roll our eyes before like jenna said like when you're a newer band it kind of affects it it affected us more because you're like well you start to second guess yourself like should i be doing these things and then once you play you know your 500 shows you're like it's fine like Mm -hmm. i'm doing it this way this and not everybody's the same not everybody can be as good as that guy so (laughs) i liked your you had bunny ears for everybody who can see me
0: (laughs) do you have any advice for some young women out there that would admire you and want to get to any type of work typically dominated by the opposing sex
1: I think you just have to do it. There's shows when they'll be, mostly the against me shows because a lot of those were all ages. When you get young girls coming up to you that are just so stoked and they're like, And we'll get emails from people it's happened a couple times that they started a band because they saw us play and i think that's just the coolest thing it's like the best compliment that you can really get as a musician and knowing that what you're doing is actually inspiring somebody else because everyone gets inspired by somebody no matter who it is and it's just the coolest thing ever and i think it's just a matter of doing it and having the confidence and if you have the confidence to do it you're gonna you're gonna withstand all the shitty stuff that comes along with
2: it and you're gonna succeed and try not to second guess yourself just if you have an yeah. interest in in any in anything whether it be music or a trade of some kind that's typically male dominated just, just look into it go for it like go to the place, make a phone call, go online, whatever. Like, don't say, oh, but there's going to be so many guys there. I know it can be a little intimidating when you're, especially when you're younger women and in your, you know, in a room with 30 guys, but you just have to like, you have to do it for everybody else and for yourself, most importantly, like, pave the way.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. What do you have in store for the rest of 2017?
2: 2017.
1: Where are we at now? July? I think we're in July. Yeah. So, yeah we've already played so many shows this year it's been great we're how many shows do you think we've played probably about a hundred not quite probably like eight we're probably on like show 80 i think by the end of this tour that we're on that'll end in september we'll be at about 100 which we've never played that many shows in a year so that was kind of like sort of a goal without actually being you know if we didn't reach that goal we're not gonna be upset about it but it's kind of kind of cool after this i would have been upset (laughs) I'm not joking. <laughs> band, the band's over. We didn't do 100 shows. Truly,
2: I have a goal. I'd like to make it to 150.
1: I think we might. Like we, So we have this tour, and then we go down to Fest at the end of October. So we're going to do a rundown from Winnipeg down to Fest and back with a band called The Penske File. Uh, they're from Ontario. And then we don't really... Ha- Europe is up in the air for November again, just kind of depending. We're sort of leaving things open to, you know, to wait for that email that that this super rad band wants us to go tour with them and so we're kind of just keeping things open but at this point we still have a ton of shows to go
0: right on well that takes us past the uh, music section now we're going into rapid fire mode so i hope you guys are ready
1: let's do it as ready as i'll ever be
0: (laughs) what album sparked your love of music
1: blink 182 dude ranch fleetwood mac rumors
0: what's your current musical obsession
2: Propagandy and Petro Girls. Those are good ones. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say Beyonce. She's my lifetime, lifelong obsession.
0: (laughs) How do you take your coffee?
2: Black with a couple ice cubes so I can chug it. I can be
1: pretty complicated, but generally just black.
0: (laughs) Alcohol or marijuana?
2: Alcohol. Alcohol.
0: What's your drink of choice?
2: Beer and wine and whiskey and sometimes tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and gin martinis. <laughs> Olives. <laughs> Depends where
1: I am, but generally beer. I love a good cocktail though, if we're going out for like a nice dinner or something. Manhattan's.
2: Manhattan's.
0: What's the best thing to happen to you on stage?
2: Just having one of those shows where you're like so, where you're in the moment and your sound, your monitor sound is great and the crowd is in it. Whether it's like five people or a hundred people, they're just like feeling it and you're feeding off that energy. So a good time. I like when people right at the end of the set are so stoked to take your set list and then they get you to sign it. Oh, later. Good one.
0: What's the worst?
2: Uh, when you can't hear anything and you're just like you don't feel like you're in the moment and you feel very disconnected from the audience. When you see people walking
0: away. <laughs> How many pets do you have, and what are their names?
1: No pets. No pets, but one day I'll have three dogs.
0: Do you have their names picked?
1: Um, Arby, and Plopper, and maybe Jet. Jet. And maybe Matt. I don't know. Maybe I'll have four. Did you say Matt? Yeah, I kind of like that as a dog <laughs> name. <laughs> a dog named Matt? Yeah, I'm going to name him after our roommate. You've already... <laughs> we have a roommate named Matt. Maybe we do have two pets.
2: Their names are Matt and Dylan.
0: <laughs> have you had any strange jobs?
2: During Halloween in Winnipeg, we have like a haunted zoo type thing that happens. And I worked at the zoo for, I want to say, I did it for like two days, but I was supposed to be doing it for the whole the whole shebang. Um, and I remember making cotton candy. I know, so I know it happened, because I know I made cotton candy, but now looking back, I was like, I made cotton candy? So I'd say, making cotton candy.
1: I was one of those people who hand, you know, the metro newspaper, like those newspapers, where people are like, metro, metro, and they hand them out. I did that for like a week, and then one person, some guy was like, you're still doing this hey and I was like
2: (laughs) and then I just quit
1: hey guys guys have been
2: telling us what to do for a long time yeah but that
1: one really that was that was that was a blessing that was good like you're right what am I doing (laughs) what am I doing with my life I can't be a metro delivery girl forever (laughs) you have to count the newspaper count in and out I'm like really I just like threw them in the dumpster so
2: stupid (laughs) you're not supposed to admit that
0: who's your favorite superhero
2: Batman Wonder Woman
0: beetles or stones
2: it depends on the day i grew up liking the stones more but i think i'm shifting to Beatles. i don't, I don't really like that question
1: because <laughs> i i honestly don't really care for either and i know people are gonna be like whoa whoa whoa
0: no that's
2: perfect so
1: that's that
0: what was your first car
2: i think it was a, a gold ford escort Ooh, that sounds it was really more of a
1: champagne I think I had a, an Allegra. I don't even know what kind of car that is, but it's like a big car.
0: What's your favorite Canadian city to play?
2: Winnipeg. Winnipeg.
0: What's your least favorite? Thunder Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much the majority answer has always been Thunder Bay. <laughs> yeah, I
1: bet. Just to say something different, I'll say Sudbury.
0: <laughs> Sudbury. What's the strangest request you've had from a fan?
2: Probably if they could try my drink. And I'm just like, I get it if you're a, I'm not usually, I'm not like a germaphobe and I'll give like a sip of a drink to a friend, but like a total stranger came up to me and said, can I have a sip of that? Hmm. So I said, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's your biggest pet peeve?
2: People who chew with their mouths open.
0: That's a good one.
2: Yeah. When things aren't perfectly
1: organized.
2: (laughs) I'm a bit
0: of a neat freak. What's the best album to have sex to?
1: Uh, Anything by Beyonce. (laughs) Anything by Beyoncé.
0: <laughs> Favorite road trip album?
1: Anything by Audio Rocketry. Ooh, that's a good one. I like I like Tom Petty. On the road, that's a good one. Best of.
0: All right, if you could have sex with any musician, dead or alive, guy or girl, who would it be?
2: Beyoncé.
1: <laughs> Can it be a threesome? <laughs> okay, Just, Justin Timberlake and Beyoncé. <laughs>
0: Alright, if you could get wasted with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be and what substance would you abuse?
1: I would get drunk with
2: Justin Timberlake and Beyonce and then we'd have
1: sex. (laughs) It's natural.
2: Like, my first instinct is to say Beyonce, but I feel like I should be a little bit more creative. So I'm going to say just drinking so much wine with Joni Mitchell, I think would be one of my lifetime dreams.
0: If you could fight any musician, dead or alive, who would it be?
2: I'm not a fighter. You're a fighter. You should come up with an answer. Like, there's just so many douchebaggy people out there. <laughs> so many
1: so yeah. many douchebag musicians to fight so little time. Yeah, but I can't think of one. I mean, obviously someone like Kanye West comes up where it's like, well, you're c- kind of a dick. That's a good um, one. Sure, I'd punch him in the face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, similar to the Twilight Zone episode, if you just found out you're the last person alive on Earth, what's the first thing you'd do? I'd
1: probably be, like, weird. And then just...
2: carry about my day. If we're thinking it's like... is it, If it's like a zombie apocalypse thing, I don't know that Twilight Zone episode, but if, like, stores... Are still there I would definitely go just pick up a bag of Cheetos and not pay for them and then I'd go and then I'd pick up a bottle of whiskey and I wouldn't pay for that either and then I would just drink and eat Cheetos by myself so you would just
0: steal all day
2: I would steal and I would be pretty happy doing it <laughs> get some serious alone time
0: <laughs> well alright that brings us to the end of the rapid fire thank you so much for coming down to the cups and cakes booth thanks for having us this thank you been very a lot much and uh, good luck on all your future endeavors you too in home Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The feature track was played with permission from Mobina Galore. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at Marlorecords.com. Inside the Art Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.